friends, we're back. We are back with a, another short episode. We are on hiatus. We're going um, on a little bit break, and we're starting our next um, season in May. But before we go to the next season, I'm going to be giving you guys five tips on how to manifest the love of your life. And... <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, this oh. is, I know my producer is here, Jamal, and um, <laughs> this is something that I just have a hard time with just because you've been in a relationship <laughs> for like I, It's years. so long, but people ask about this so much, um, and they want to know, like, what can I do to have somebody like you? You have, you've been married a long time, you guys have, you know, a really great relationship, and like what can i do to be there and number one it's it's another time it is another age um we fell in love before all the social media apps <laughs> i think we fell in love even before cell phones were like a big deal jamal can you believe that you were rocking a nokia break back then we were we were rocking a little sprint flip phone that <laughs> that we got together by the way because we that was like the first thing we did together we got a, a phone together and our numbers have literally been the same number since then since 1998 uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> how old were you in 1998 Jamal uh, eight nine what like what that. year were you born in 89 89 yeah. I was a ninth grader and when you were <laughs> What you were born in February? February. Okay, so I was a ninth grader. Nineteen eighty nine. Yep, yep, yep. Eighth grade, going to ninth grade, Marshall Middle School in the North Side. <laughs> oh my goodness, that makes me feel so old. Anyways, how to manifest the love of your life? Um, and so these are some tips. Obviously, these are just tips that I use. Do not hold me to it. Um. Don't come at me when they don't work for you because I'm telling you they did work for me and you have to do things in the way that I tell you. Um, again, we I fell in love and I found my guy way before all of the social media stuff. All right. So is that a good disclaimer, Jamal? Yeah. That <laughs> That's that a good disclaimer. <laughs> so, all right. I learned how to manifest and how to do visualization in 1998 and 99 when Oprah was doing her show. I don't know if you guys remember, you might be very young, but some of you that are Gen Xers like me, um, Oprah was big on doing manifesting and doing, um, she brought the book, The Secret. And so she talked a lot about like visual visualization and how do you get what you want? Anyway, so I did a lot of the things that she talked about. So I used to watch her, you know, religiously. So. Here we go. What do you need to do? Is this recording? I don't even know if it's recording. Okay. Essentially, you want to manifest something that is real and tangible. So obviously, you want to start with very clear goals of what you want for your life and like what is it that you really, really desire in the person of your dreams. So in terms of that, like what is the thing that you, how do you see them? How do you see that person? How do you visualize that person? So my visualization back when I was 21, 22, 23, I think maybe 21 or 22 at the time, um, I just said, you know, I wanted this person to be like 
educated. I wanted this person to be um, ambitious. I wanted this person to be driven. So all those words are things that I added to my manifesting. So I added intention. I was very clear about the things that I wanted. Um, and so then I also said, like, I want to meet a soulmate. I want to meet somebody that's going to be a partner for life. Like, not just somebody that I want to go out on a date, not just somebody that I want to date for like a while and just like meet. No, I was really thinking like, what are the qualities of that guy? What are the qualities of that person? Characteristics? What are his values? I needed somebody who was like super driven. I wanted somebody who had like a really, really high work ethic, just like me. Um, and the values were very important. Like that is so, so important that the value system was right on track with mine and it was like high integrity it was like high character it was somebody who held themselves accountable for things that they did it was somebody who supported a partner who knew how to be um a side a side person like someone who would be a good person to like go to for like advice and that sort of thing so that's kind of what i wrote down on my manifesting and then the second thing I did was I um, set out my intention. So, and then I started asking for, for what I wanted and I wrote it down. I wrote it down on paper. You can also do like a big vision board. You can do that, whatever you want. You can do like a, like a Pinterest nowadays, you could do like a Pinterest board if you want to do that. Visualizing and then speaking your intentions is so important. Like sometimes you say, you think to yourself, like, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. But if you don't speak it into existence, it's not going to happen. So I used to tell people, hey, if you know someone who fits these descriptions, hey, you know, maybe I'd have a friend. And so you know who got that, that, that memo was my sister. My sister was somebody I talked to a lot about that. So she knew my now husband back in college and she did tell him like hey my sister's like available she's single she's smart she's great maybe you should check her out i don't know you guys might work out together anyways that put like a little seed in my husband's mind and he was like oh i'm interested in this girl and somebody's talking about her as well again goes back to talking and speaking your intentions out loud you can do a vision board if you want to you could do a pinterest board if you want and then number three, you start working towards your goals. So what does that mean? So it means like you go out and you start meeting people. You go and you you, you go into the universe um, and you start to create scenarios for yourself or you're going to meet somebody that you're really looking for. So there's something called the proximity principle. So Ken Coleman is a book that I, I read a few years ago and he talks about the proximity principle. So that means like you want to be close to those people that you want to be dating or in close contact with. So for me, it was like a highly educated man. It was highly, you know, ambitious, somebody who was very driven, very smart. So I wanted to be around people like that. So I went to a lot of like college, you know, um, events. I went to some networking events where I could, you know, possibly meet somebody like that. And uh, the day I met my husband was a day that I wasn't like wanting to go out because I had just been, um, burned by somebody else that I had been with. And I, I really liked had like a connection with and that person just ghosted me and so the day that i met my husband i just didn't want to be at that place but then i thought to myself well what am i doing am i staying home being miserable and just thinking about this stupid scenario that happened to me or can i be out and about with friends and just meeting other people so that's why i decided that i was going to be out and about meeting people and just enjoying things that way so that was it um, you got to be in action. You got to be manifesting. You've got to talk to people about what you're looking for because somebody may know somebody like that person that you're looking for. So they may know someone. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of so and so. That might be a good connection for you. And I think honestly, a lot of ways that 
people really connect is referrals. Like somebody will say, hey, I know someone like that. I know another person like that. I know things about you that I know about him. Let's connect you guys. A lot of that is happening with your circles and the people you're around. So if you're home all the time or you are not going out or you're just, you know, trying to avoid everybody, that's not going to lead you to the love of your life because that's not going to that person's not going to come to your house and find you. Number four, be mindful and then be thankful of what you receive right now in the moment. We forget to be grateful and thankful for what we have right now. And we are always focusing on what we want and what we don't have. But I'm assuring you right now that if you are looking for someone, you want to be grateful for what you have right now. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your life right now. Enjoy the things that you have. Um, and then when somebody comes into your life, they're going to partake in your life as well. And they're going to be a part of that. And it's going to be seamless. It should be seamless. Your relationship should not be difficult. And then, you know, so that would be number four. And so crafting. The last one is to let go of limiting beliefs. The last one is to let go of any resistance. A lot of young people and Jamal, this goes for you too, is my youngster over here. Do not limit yourself by what you get from that person in the first um, encounter or second encounter. People change, people adapt. If there are things for yourself that are important and that are unique, they might be you know, amicable to opening up to you and to kind of coming in into your life. Do not let those limiting beliefs keep you from finding somebody that you really, really could connect with. Because honestly, when I first met my husband, um, there were things about him that I was like, oh my God, I ha that, 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 that's just not, that's just not cool. That's, I just don't like that. He used to wear like sandals with socks and I'm like, oh, gross. I don't like that. Like either you're wearing socks or you're wearing sandals. <laughs> the other thing can you imagine my husband jamal at this point doing that like there's no way right no, no. the other thing he used to do is he used to wear a lot of jewelry he had like rings and i'm like what are you a mobster what is this about that's tacky that's horrible it's like oh so obviously those were like little turnoffs but they didn't like turn me off from like pursuing a relationship or thinking more about him. He took the rings off. He, you know, started wearing tennis shoes, you know, with socks. <laughs> um, don't let those beliefs just like impede you from like growing with someone because honestly, sometimes you will disconnect somebody right from the beginning if they don't like um, have your same values they could change it. They could be open to just listening and um, hearing you out and why you think certain things are important and why you think certain other things are not important. Um, so definitely start really deleting a lot of those limiting beliefs um, and start thinking about scenarios in which you can complete that person and help them that be that better person and also how they can help you grow and be a better person. Um, Obviously, there's big value systems. There's big things that just, you know, are non-negotiables. Like, for example, for me, if if he's a conservative and he doesn't like see the world the way that I see it and community based, and it's very individualistic and very like, oh, it's all about me, be me. And it's not community driven. Like, that's not somebody for me. Um, you know, someone who doesn't value family time and doesn't see parents as like an important component of my life. 
definitely a non-negotiable. I don't like it. I don't want to be around that person. But if it's somebody who can like really come through for you and give you some some and, 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 and just build you up uh, and maybe give you something that you're lacking and maybe you don't realize that you're lacking. So those are the five things that I would I would say are definitely important in order to find the love of your life and be just super open to it. I would say that's just my 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 one takeaway. Do not, you know, inhibit yourself. Do not limit yourself just because there's one or two things that you really can't stand about that person. Because there's a lot of other things that might supersede that those two. So you don't want to block people out. I don't know, Jamal. That is such a thing with young people these days. What? Like, block, blocking? Yeah, people. blocking and, like, not accepting, like, people with, like, different mentalities and different ideologies. There's too much opportunity these days when we live in a world of dating apps where an another man or woman is just a swipe away. Why waste your time? That's how a lot of people think of it these days especially for women. But why is it so important to be like a like an ROI? It's like a return on investment. Like guys always have this mentality nowadays. And I just spoke to someone very recently that said, well, I'm not going to take her out on a date. I'm not going to pay for a dinner if I'm not going to get anything in return. Why is it so huge that there's an that there's an ROI right at the beginning? Can't relate because I don't understand that <laughs> mentality. But some people view dating as transactional. So it's like if I'm going out on a date and I'm going to uh, pay for dinner, then either you have dinner next time or we're hooking up mm -hmm. or, or uh, you'll uh, pay for our drinks at the next place. Like it's 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 very transactional. Yeah. And I think that takes the romanticism out of everything. I think that if you will, well, well, this guy that I was we, we had a discussion with and we met him just quite coincidentally. He sees everything as tr in terms of like, well, if I give her this, I expect this. And a lot of times at the beginning of a relationship, you're taking chances. You really are investing in, in the possibility, not in the return, immediate, immediate return, right? It's in the possibility that it could turn into something special and something amazing. But this person has this idea that like, okay, if I don't get like a second date out of her or if I don't get something out of her, I'm not going to invest a dinner in on her. And I've never heard something like that before. That's times have quite changed. new. <laughs> yeah, times have changed. And people but does that, is that helpful? I mean, are people finding love that way? I don't know if people I don't think are so. trying to find love necessarily. They're just trying to get their rocks off or meet new people and just have a good time. It's not necessarily, or they just, they're very upfront with what they want. So if whatever guy is being like, well, I'm not, you know, if she's not putting out or whatever, like I'm not going to buy a dinner or whatever. Uh, you could say that he's being upfront with what he wants or what he needs. So, and so, in doing so, he's not wasting a potential suitor's time, but... But a long-term relationship, is that based on, like, how much she puts out? I don't I don't see a correlation. Again, I don't think a lot of people are looking for long-term relationships mm -hmm. like that. They're looking, what, for just for, like... A day or uh, two or, you know, casual flings every now and then. 
but not. They're like, yeah, with marriage rates declining, I think a lot of people are just straight up not even looking to form super long-term relationships. So finding a partner, mm -hmm. a life partner is that much more difficult when so many more, so many people are not dating to find a life-term partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just, I just think like if, if there's people out there that are saying that they want to find a lifetime, lifelong partner, want somebody for the long term and want somebody that's going to be like a good partner in their growth, mm -hmm. um, putting those sorts of limitations and putting those sorts of ROIs in a relationship from the beginning is a really bad way to get any relationship started because a lot of times relationships are not developed until weeks or a few months into something that can be beautiful and, and, and fruitful and grow as a partnership. And I think a lot of people nowadays, especially young people, think that it has to be an immediate chemistry. It has to be immediate connection. It has to be like Instagram worthy hashtag couple goals from the very beginning. And couple goals come with time and connection and doing things together and changing for each other. There were things about me that my husband wanted me to change before we went into a relationship together. And I was open to changing those things. I wasn't closed off. I didn't say, oh, no, you don't like me the way I am. You're done. I'm not going to be even the relationship. I said, you know what? Let me hear you out. Let me see what, you, what you've got. What is it that I need to change and move away from in order for us to be able to pursue a relationship together? And when he said those things to me, it made sense. I had outgrown a lot of those things. He wanted me to, 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 so one of the things about me is I'm a, I used to be a huge partier. I was always out and about dancing, going places, clubbing, that kind of thing. He said to me, well, you know, that's not something that I, I'm aligned with. I think that, you know, you're pursuing your master's degree. You probably need to become a more serious girl. I think these parties and this going out needs to probably stop if you're going to pursue a more, you know, serious road and career for yourself. And he and it made sense to me. And that's something that he suggested from the very beginning. And it's something that I resonated with because I said, you know what, you're right. I'm kind of giving my time and my energy to silly, dumb shit when I could be really focusing on my future and my career. Um, but I think that nowadays, if a young couple comes about and like, yeah, I don't think you should be out and about with your friends so much. I don't think you should be out and about, you know, dilly dallying so much and maybe just focusing a little bit more. I think they're going to be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. I don't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I, 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 that's not me. Accept me for who I am. But here's the, the opposite how about you hear you listen and you 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 and you you think about it for a while and say you know what you're right you do have a point i do need to kind of go to the next level as a, as a woman as a person i was pursuing my master's degree and i was still having fun and going out and partying obviously i'm always going to be a party i'm always going to have fun but he was right i needed to really focus on what i wanted my career to be you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. Um, the way that, that my family took advantage of me a lot, they took advantage of me because I always said, yes, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I will do, I will do. And he's like, you have to put your foot down. 
You can't just allow people to always do whatever they want with you. So that was another thing that he was kind of like, okay, I need, we need to change that about you. You need to put your foot down a little bit more and not be so easy and giving and always there. And that was a little bit of a rift that caused with my family, but I understood where he was coming from because I was a people pleaser and I needed to change that. So I'll, all I'm saying is for young people that are looking for a partnership, you have to make modifications. You have to change a little bit. It is not wrong for you to kind of grow a little bit more into a partnership, into a couple dumb or a couple um, idea of what it can be as a couple, as people together. Um, I'm grateful that I did not say to him to go to hell because he wanted me to change those things. I'm grateful that I said, okay, I'm here to listen. I want to listen and I'm here to change those things. I think they make sense. If honestly he wanted me to change my essence and who I was and like, don't be such a party or don't be such a fun girl. Don't be out with your family. I think I would have not, I would have said, no, that's, there's no way there's, that's, that's a non-negotiable. But sometimes our partners or the people that we meet want to make us better. And there's things about us that we really could change and make us better. Right. And I think that for me was kind of like the key and why I talk about this so much is like, I watched the kids on that show on Netflix, Love is Blind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if only you could just listen a little bit more and talk less and don't be so hung up on what you always want and what it can work out as a couple, a lot of things could change. But I don't know if young people are ready to hear that conversation. Uh, I think people in their 30s might be more open to that. Sure, maybe. I mean, people that are looking to settle down might be more more into that but i think that just again goes back to the just how the internet has changed things and how dating is just so disposable you don't if something isn't like working out and you don't like you get the faintest sign that like yeah this isn't gonna work like why why stay why waste your time when you can just get back on tinder or okay cupid or bumble or hinge or plenty of fish or like there's so many different like dating apps that you can just just cut your losses and just go and get somebody else and so here's where i say to change things up a little bit don't cut your losses so quickly give it a little bit more time see where the relationship is going the person might be um amenable to changing and to kind of like meshing with you because it's really what a relationship is you mesh two people together and obviously you don't you don't change the essence of who you are because it's always going to be you but you mesh each other's gives and takes because that's really what a relationship is it isn't like i'm only going to be me and you're going to accept me for me and you put up with me how i am it really is like okay i mean i hear you I could do better in this sense. You're right. Let me work on that because that's something that's going to help our relationship as a couple. There are things that I, I asked my husband back back then in, 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 in our early days where I was like, I, I really need you to stand up for me more. I need you to be more of an advocate for me and not just always for your family and your parents and be about us now and that's something he did you know so it's something that as a couple you got you got to really be so much more flexible 
and not so hung up on like a thing that just like bugs you. Allow that thing to just me, it could go away. It could be something that could be fixed. People are flexible. People are, are, are changeable. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that could be created and not just, I don't like that about her. She's done. Move on. I have other options. Instead of saying that, saying, you know what, maybe we can work together through something like that. That's maybe something that we can fix together as a couple and then pursue the relationship further. Because I think that's why a lot of people are single is they're just not willing to sacrifice and make changes. About what time were, were was Russ or you starting to have those kinds of conversations? It was probably at about a month in. A month? Yeah. Okay. It was about a month. <laughs> it wasn't the first, the first date. It wasn't the second date. It wasn't the third date. It was about a month in when we started having those talks about like, maybe we could work on this part. Uh, because honestly, there was a lot of really good things in connection with us. There were a few things that were not connecting, but we couldn't be like, well, let's just throw away all the good stuff and let's just focus on the bad. It was really more like there's a lot of really good stuff and really good connections. Let's see how we can like figure out these other things that are not working out for us. And that's where we focused our energy right at the beginning. It was like, um, I'm a people pleaser. He hates it when people are people pleasers because he feels like they take advantage. And I was being taken advantage of a lot by people because I was such a people pleaser, but I knew that I did have to change. And I was glad that I opened myself up to that conversation with him. And he was like, you already do a lot. You do enough. It's good. People don't need need you so much and you don't need to be giving, giving, giving all the time. And I'm glad he mentioned that. I'm glad he said that because I would have not seen that unless somebody pointed it out to me. Um, but I didn't delete him and say, no, screw you. That's my family. I'm going to do whatever I can for them. I didn't. I didn't think that. I was like, you know what? You're right. I do a lot already. I think they need to just back off and not expect and like require so much of me anymore. It made sense. And guess what? My family didn't. And they took they totally understood that because they knew I was growing. Um, me and him don't we we really our families don't mesh because they're just very culturally different. But in terms of like our values, they were very much aligned. So we looked at things that way. You know, we looked at what aligns really well for us and the things that didn't align. We taught we, we thought about like, how can we work on it together so that and honestly a lot of things still don't align 22 24 years later that's not a reason for us to disconnect or for us to not be in love with each other it's just things that you work through and you just accept a lot of times you just accept they're just not going to ever change they're not going to be perfect and that's okay perfection is non-existent it really doesn't exist in a relationship as much as a person think may look like their relationship is perfect it's not mm. and i think there's a lot of give and take that needs to happen in a relationship and i think that's where young people have a lot of a struggle is they don't really want to do the give and take i think they want it to be very like neutral and normal and chemistry driven from the beginning and a lot of times chemistry comes with time 
yeah. or initial attraction. Like, oh, I'm not attracted to her. She's just not so she's not the type that I go for. How about let's see, maybe she could be a type that I would go for. There are too many options. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. options are not always good because options are going to always keep you in limbo. There's always going to be an option for something else, something else. It's like they always say, well, you know what? Maybe the grass is greener over there. Well, the grass is green wherever you water it. That's just the bottom line. The grass is always going to be green where you water, where you nurture, where you spend your time, you know, gardening. It's this thing with people and women do the same thing. It's like, well, you know, I may find somebody better. I may find somebody better suited. Like, girl, just garden where you have right now and 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 nurture that. There's too much options, and I think options are not good in any way. I think options are great if you are really like somebody that's like, I can pick that and I'm going to stick with that. But if you're somebody who's indecisive, options are always going to be a problem. Because there's always going to be options. And until you make that decision to be intentional about finding somebody those options are not going to be a problem anymore because you're so driven and focused on some on that one person True. anyway so those were the five things did i go too off on a tangent maybe i don't know i think that's good <laughs> okay guys so those are the five things that you can do to manifest love the love of your life don't hesitate to tell me what you think and also what else you want to hear about and then if there's more relationship app you want to talk uh we have a five uh the the five love languages episode up now so definitely check that one out it's a good one let me know what you think thank you